Welcome to our third series in the book of Francis Ward, Keep the Fruit on the Table. Uh, we're continuing the chapter, If You Want It, Sow It. So um, whenever we're born again, when we get full of the Holy Ghost, uh, we can communicate his love and his life to those who we come in contact. Again, I said sometimes your uh, life is the only Bible people read, so use words if necessary because your actions will speak louder than words. She also gives the illustration that God will keep you loaded as you pray and believe God to order your steps. Um, she referred it to like a gun, you load a gun, and uh, at, any at any moment you can fire off. So you need to stay so full of the Word of God, so full of His love, that at any time God can use you just to speak into people's lives, just to show them the grace, the love, the patience, uh, in situations you might be in a store and, you know, it's kind of chaotic or they're behind time and you're having to wait in line, but you can wait patiently because you have the comforter and you have the spirit of God inside of you. And she was just so encouraging people to uh, spend time with the Lord, have that personal relationship so that you can be prepared and equipped and he said, when it, she said, whenever you meet with God in prayer and study of the word, that he can load us up and we can be full. And as God makes appointments for us through the day, that we can believe him to just be uh, an example to the people that we're around. You might have to ask God to help you find time. Now, she was a young mother whenever she wrote this. And she was, you know, she was also teaching her young son flannel board illustrations every morning before uh, school. And uh, she would have to either prepare the day before or early that morning so that she would have a fresh word for her son because that was her responsibility. God showed her that that's her responsibility to show godly character and to teach godly principles to her son, Philip. And she had an appointment with God. A lot of times she would wake up four o'clock in the morning and uh, meet with God. But the, the whole point is to have a time that God can talk to you and prepare you and load you up. So you have to find time. You have to make time. Uh, you are investing time. Uh, you're not spending time, you are investing time in the Word of God and in prayer, and that will enable you, build you up so that you will have fruit to share with people around you. And He's faithful to give you that time as you walk with Him. Along with your praying, she was always adamant about getting the Word, get in the Word, find time to get in the Word and store that Word up inside of you so that you can share it and you'll be full to overflowing in God, you know, through the Holy Spirit, he'll give you back remembrance of those scriptures that you've read and studied. And then you can, again, keep that fruit on the table and share that. You'll be full and running over and have plenty to share with other people. She says, I learned one thing about this, almost to my sorrow, that she was meeting this man, 
this person and just in a handshake that God used to change that person, just shaking hands. And she said, Lord, what have I done? Uh, all I did was shake their hand. And he said that your spirit was communicating with them. And uh, as you sit across from people, maybe at a banquet or sitting or something, that uh, as you open up your mouth, communicate the love of God to those you are in contact with. You don't have to be looking for somebody that God will bring them to you and just be you, uh, be natural. And they will begin to warm up and even, uh, it might take a while, but you'll see their demeanor change as you just have the peace of God, the love of God, the fruit of the spirit, that uh, it might take a while, but it will happen. Uh, God added to this message in Galatians 6 and 7 to her, familiar to every Christian. Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And we see, you know, the principle of sowing and reaping is just throughout the word of God. And so many times back in her time from the pulpit, preachers would always go on the negative aspect. But as she looked on down there, that how that you plant good seeds, it will come forth good fruit. So don't focus on the negative, but focus on the, the, the positive. In Proverbs 6 and 2, a scripture gave, uh, God gave her, thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. Thou art taken with the words of thy mouth. Oh, we need to guard what we say. You know, my parents always said, if you can't say something nice, about a person, don't say anything at all. You know, so some of our speech will be guarded as we do that. Also in Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. The words that you speak can be life or death to somebody. The, the plant, the seeds that you sow can be good seeds producing good fruit or bad seeds producing bad fruits, that we're snared by the words. We must eat the fruit of our words. You know, I think this adage was, you better watch what uh, words you speak. You might have to eat them later. But the Holy Spirit read, uh, had her go to the rest of the passage down to verse 10 in Galatians 6. And she saw the positive side to that. If we sow to the flesh, we will certainly reap that kind of crop. But look at the wonderful opportunity of sowing to the Spirit, doing good to all men. And note that in due season, we shall reap if we faint not, if we don't give up, as we keep speaking the Word of God, that those things will change. The Word of God changes situations. So this changed her whole perspective that whenever he dropped uh, this little saying into her heart, quote, caught fire as I've shared it around the country. If you want it, sow it. Whatever you want happening in your life, start sowing those seeds. If you want more time with your family, then start sowing those seeds. Uh, maybe you might have to cut out things that aren't necessary so that you can spend time with your family or whatever. But most of us want a crop 
but we don't want to take the time and trouble to number one, prepare the ground. Number two, sow the seed. And then we have to water that seed and fertilize the ground so that our crop that we've planted will come up strong and healthy. Again, it's a natural principle, but we can apply it to, to spiritual things. Here's an example. She says, as we are saved and filled with God's spirit, we can see a lot more than we could before our perception had been increased. You know, I know my husband, whenever he got born again, he just, he totally felt a release, a heavy burden. His countenance changed. I mean, just, he was changed radically whenever he was born again. And, you know, again, we should have that change, that manifestation of a new life, a new birth. And then so that we don't see other people's faults so much, but we see them through the eyes of Jesus, that Jesus loves that person. They might be an angry person, but as we start sowing seeds of love and peace, that we will see the work of God manifest as we sow it. It might be your mate. It might be a family member, but as you sow those seeds, sow what you want planted, sow what you want to reap. So don't be judgmental. Uh, don't be going around saying, well, don't do this, don't do that, you know, be critical. But, you know, whenever a person comes to know the Lord, they're just a baby Christian. And so it takes time for them to mature and you need to be the example. You need to go along and loved them, trained them with the word of God. They sat under the word, they were changed and their lives showed it. Again, uh, she tells us that the Holy Spirit, through the reading of it, that they uh, have to read it in us and they will see the works in us. As we are blessed, we bless others. As we love others, planting seeds, but we are contrary to others, we are also uh, planting seeds. So keep it on a positive note because the seeds, positive or negative, will change. We must begin to watch our attitudes and motives. Nobody in the world knows you any better than your children, your husband, your wife, your home side. So um, your family knows you better than anybody. So that's why we need to live that godly example. I, uh, I'm sure there are many ministries that have gone on that they're one way in the pulpit and one way at home. And so we need to be the same wherever we are and to guard what we say, how we treat others. And uh, she was really emphatic on that particular uh, point. They know, our family, the people that are closest to us, they know if we're putting on. And at the same time, we're planting seeds by our example. We have to be consciously sowing. This phrase is very, very important. She said, profitable reaping requires purposeful sowing. Profitable reaping requires purposeful planting. So God uh, started showing her that as she, in her own personal garden outside of her house, you know, she saw, she saw the natural ways 
First of all, she had to cultivate that soil. She had to hoe it. She had to break up all the, the uh, rocks and clods and all that stuff. And then she had to rake it and get it smooth. And then during the winter, she would compost it. She would fertilize it. She would work that into the soil so that whenever she would plant the seed in the spring, that that soil would bring forth good fruit. And what she's saying is, you can't just throw out a handful of seeds and expect it to grow. She says, God certainly placed the germ of life in those seeds and they will spring up and grow but much of the quality of that crop depends on our care of it. So whatever God has placed in your care, maybe your family, children, uh, maybe an older parent lives with you now, but the true love of God will be revealed through you as you care for others. And that's the manner that we are planting. We're always planting seeds. So if you want it, sow it. God bless you and we'll see you next time.